Welcome to Sales Tech Stars Sales Star Podcast. This is where we feature news, tips and insights on B2B sales. Happy to have you here. Governments are slowly easing up on lockdown restrictions, but it's still an uncertain time for the global workforce and economies. And now is a time to be safe and take precautions because the impact and effects of COVID-19 are still a threat to everyone. On that note, we hope you're doing all right and staying home. On this episode of the Sales Star podcast, we have Michael McLaren, Global CEO, B2B Group at Merkel, a tech-enabled global performance marketing agency, join us as our guest. Michael, happy to have you participate today thank you for taking the time why don't we put the spotlight on you for the moment now tell us a little bit about yourself and also what's been your biggest takeaway from your time at Merkel so far yeah great thank you Paroma and it's great to be here thank you for the invitation a little bit about myself I'm the CEO of the Merkel B2B group as you mentioned I am a globalist I've lived and worked in many countries around the world I guess I say I'm an optimist I believe in the potential of people so this current environment is definitely a challenging environment but there's also you know some very interesting trends that are starting to sort of pop out and I think there's real opportunities for those organizations that are spotting those trends. I started life as a brand manager at Unilever so I spent you know 4 years learning my trade as a brand manager in a very good packaged goods organization and as I got exposed to advertising I moved into that area and then over time increasingly got more drawn to more integrated communications. So how do we bring all of the pieces of the marketing communication spectrum together to be more effective? I am very passionate about the human potential of technology, you know, how technology can be used to help humans achieve more and to perform at a higher level. I'm very passionate about data and the power of data and how data can be used in a positive way. And I guess that sort of led me to Merkel Merkel's been a fantastic chapter of my career. I joined 4 years ago. Merkel as you said is a performance marketing agency, but it's also an agency that took a big bet on the future of marketing. You know, they believed and they've stated that the the future of marketing is personal. It's going to be driven by data, it's going to be enabled by technology, and it's very much aligned with my own view, which is ultimately we're going to be driving one to one engagement at scale on a global basis so you know obviously the manifestation of that is a huge challenge for most organizations but it's a big vision and merkel has been built to deliver people based one to one capabilities at scale and that's the mission that we're on so it's been a good chapter and sounds like a very interesting journey. Thank you for sharing that bit with us. And the next question, we'd love to know, given your vast expertise and international experience, especially in tech, we'd love to hear some of your thoughts on how the evolutions in MarTech as well as sales tech have basically helped teams enable better relationships with their prospects and their customers. And while we're at it, we'd also love to know how you've observed this changing landscape change how teams function today as opposed to teams of 15 to 20 years ago? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. On the MarTech side, I think it's impossible not to point to the emergence of the clouds and the power of the clouds, the ability to help clients create true end-to-end engagement, both in media, in content, in orchestration, in CRM. So integrating the various digital ecosystem components 
and bringing to life some of the real power of those clouds, you know, automation, synchronization, integration, content, commerce, you know, it's pretty exciting, the the capabilities of these clouds. And I'm talking, you know, Salesforce and Adobe and uh, Google and Amazon and Microsoft, they're really building the infrastructure of the future. I think that another key trend is the closer alignment of sales and marketing. We're seeing sales and marketing work closer than ever before, understanding how to get a tighter alignment in terms of account prioritization, a tighter alignment in terms of marketing work and lead nurturing that moves over into the sales funnel and then the sales engagement that's being informed by the marketing engagement and making that connection very tightly sort of integrated. I think that's exciting. I think on an organizational basis, we're seeing the move from highly siloed organizations to less siloed. I would like to say non-siloed, but I don't know too many organizations that have been able to make that transition, although I think with you know digital transformation that is underway, and with less siloed organization, you're starting to see the true power of customer-centric thinking and customer-centric organization design, where an organization creates a single view of the customer, whether it's coming in from the product side, whether it's coming in from the marketing side, or coming in from the sales side, building this federated view of the customer, understanding how human relationships are formed. If you think of a human relationship, you introduce yourself, you tell each other a little bit about yourselves. Um, The next time you meet, you build on that conversation. You expect that person to remember what they told you, maybe a little more information, tell them about your family. And this is how human relationships are built. They're built over time. They're they're built with respect. They, They treat that interaction with integrity and trust. And more organizations have to move in this direction. They have to remember the, the, the prospect. They have to understand what business that prospect has done with you. They need to identify that customer and treat that customer with respect, use that data to inform future interactions and ultimately move to a more intuitive, anticipatory, organic engagement model. That is the true power of what the MarTech and sales tech landscape evolutions provides. And I think just sort of a very functional level, you know, we're starting to see the integration of data, both first party and third party data, intent data, that's being able to create this view of the customer and the dynamic that's, that, that is in the marketplace. I think we're starting to understand marketing more as a value exchange where data is received and value is given in return, you know, whether that's exclusive content, whether it's access, whether it's an exclusive offer but it's something that recognizes that we're giving them something in return or they're giving us something that we value and we need to give them something in return. You know, and then all of the associated technologies, the artificial intelligence, decision support that's helping marketers make smarter allocation decisions and smarter next best action decisions, Um, automation so that there's a seamless exchange from how email is received to how the offer is generated to how the the web content is compiled and how those experience get more and more seamless and more and more personalized. So it's been a huge change. You've, you've, you know, 15 to 20 years ago, none of these technologies existed. And certainly 
none of that capability of delivering more personal engagement existed. Today, these technologies have really transformed a huge amount of um, you know, capability for marketers to help build closer relationships, get more customer centric and deliver more value. Absolutely. So basically, if one were to sum it up, I think today's marketer and today's technology salesperson is a lot luckier than the one of 15 to 20 years ago because they have this easy access and choice when it comes to implementing a very sophisticated tech stack to help with all their efforts. So that's a great observation. And But coming back to the, all of this, all of these observations and all of these trends were more aligned to a pre-COVID-19 era. And now with the ongoing pandemic and the effects it has had across the world on global businesses, not only has the demand and need for certain technologies taken the forefront now in marketing and sales, there's also a requirement for teams to build on certain skills and these skills have to come through a lot stronger now because of the changing workplace trends, the changing global business trends and the changing views of the customers. We are facing a lot of anxiousness. There is, there is There has been a lot of job losses. So can you talk about how you foresee today's teams change the way they'll approach their goals or their efforts in the next couple of months, keeping in mind that this pandemic threat is still looming large? Yeah. And I mean, my time frame is a little more than the next couple of months. I think we're going to go through this for some period of time. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, initially, I think that you're going to see organizations really explore and, you know, we're already seeing it, you know, sort of embracing those technologies that enable greater mobility, greater security, greater networking in a remote work from home environment. We're seeing explosive growth in those organizations and technologies that offer video conferencing, video networking, and all of the associated security aspects related to that. So, you know, companies have to be able to enable a remote workforce and have that working at a very high level. Secondly, you have to recognize that the audiences that we're engaging with are also changing. They're working remotely. So we're moving to a low touch kind of, and sometimes no touch engagement and sales model. So how does your system evolve in that environment? A B2B transaction is typically made by a decision-making unit, a group of folks who are evaluating and recommending and deciding and testing. So, you know, that group is now working remotely. How do we engage with them? How do we help them make the right decision? I think that's, you know, obviously you're going to see a massive shift to digital channels to enable that low-touch sales engagement model. In a business perspective, I think we're starting to see dramatic impact on things like breakdowns in supply chain, breakdowns in channel. So, you know, how are you going to control your ultimate sale to the customer if you're relying on a channel? I think you're going to see the emergence of more direct-to-customer engagement. Not to say that people are going to disintermediate channel, but I think that, you know, we're in a highly environment in flux and the end customer desperately needs some of these tools and technologies. So, We've got to find ways of getting it to them. So there's just a few thoughts on how we see the immediate time frame and how that's going to impact our audiences. I think this move to a low-touch model is something that every B2B business needs to really think through. And then just in the short, in the short term, you know, there's a number of tactics that I think we're, we're counselling our clients 
to do in the immediate short term to sort of recognize the business challenges that they're facing. Um, and I'm happy to roll through those if, if you'd like. Absolutely, absolutely. The, and in fact, we'll have a couple of questions on that as well. So why don't you give us that angle as well and then we'll move forward. Yeah, I mean, you said, you know, what are the top five things we tell marketers to do in the current environment? I think, you know, number one is don't sit back, don't do nothing, get up on your toes and understand that it's in moments of crises that strong relationships get built. You must be seen to be delivering value to your customers. So whether that is advice, whether that is resource, whether that is a shoulder to cry on, whatever it is, I think these are the times when you need to be extremely engaged and extremely present because that's where long-term growth opportunities are going to pop up. Secondly, really watch what's happening in the landscape. Different industries and different verticals are being impacted differently. You know, some by supply chain breakdown, some by, you know, removal, like in retail, you're not able to open retail outlets. Some like, you know, food and beverage is being dramatically impacted, entertainment, travel. So every industry is being impacted differently. And it, it calls for us to make intelligent prioritization of our industry focus and our account lists. So actively adjust account lists in ABM, actively engage with your sales teams to think about the impact on you know, the business at large. In the short term, we're advising clients to take a deep look into their product. You know, are there things that could be done that are helpful to those in need? You know, whether it's helpful to communities, whether it's helpful to the medical professionals, whether it's helpful to research um, and analytics that's tied to you know, the sort of response to COVID-19, these are things that organizations should be asking themselves. A good example that I saw the other day, and it's not one of our clients, but I really respected it, was that IBM unveiled a blockchain initiative. They're calling the Rapid Supplier Connect. It's a technology that they've given up without cost up until the end of August to um, you know, qualified suppliers that will help the organizations benefit from wider range of suppliers beyond their traditional supply chain and do the underlying validation checks and streamlined onboarding so that you can recreate supply chain in real time. I thought it was brilliant and I really liked the fact that they made that technology available to customers free of charge. So that's a good example of a company up on their toes, thinking about the problem, thinking about helping customers and coming up with real life solutions. Slightly you know, related to that, but more immediate in terms of marketing is really rethink your lead generation programs. For example, many B2B organizations rely on events as a key lead gen platform um, and has been for many years. But, you know, obviously events shifting to virtual, virtual, you know, how are we registering, how are we driving that data, how are we activating that data, and how are we delivering value, shifting resources into upper funnel digital engagement channels, doubling down on search engine marketing and search engine optimization. So really rethink some of those upper and mid funnel digital engagement strategies. And then critical to also adjust your messaging. You know, we can't be seen to be tone deaf in this current environment. The tone has to be right. Brands need to be authentic 
They need to be empathetic. They need to be trustworthy. You know, you don't want to be seen to be capitalizing on the crisis. I mean, back to my IBM example, I think it's a good example of where they're not, they're, they're offering benefit. Ultimately, there'll be a commercial reward in that for them, but they're, they're not capitalizing on the crisis. You know, offer generous terms, be empathetic and clearly articulate business value. You know, so I think that that's a few moves that organizations need to make. Get up on your toes, really get into your marketing programs, understand the dynamic that we're dealing with and don't sit back. Absolutely. And those were some very interesting ideas and thoughts. And if there's, but what we've all realized, if there's one thing that the COVID-19 pandemic has taught us, it is that one can really never be too prepared. And one of the greatest things with the newer MarTech and sales tech products was that you were able to understand your customer and predict their behavior as well. But now the pandemic has basically come in and changed the way customers are responding or how they want to be spoken to. So given this change now and the fact that you still have those technologies out there, how would you tell teams to rethink or reshape the entire MarTech or sales tech stack? What should they probably let go of and what should they invest in more to to possibly put into account or like implement some of the strategies you've spoken about and also to sound a little more authentic, empathetic during this time? Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, I'm not sure that if a company is actually doing modeling on next best action, you know, if they've got that intelligence platform sitting on first party data, you know, chances are that they can continue to run those models and look to anticipate, you know, what the customer is likely to need next. I think that the data sets are going to shift and there's probably going to be a lag effect. So, you know, obviously whoever's doing the data modeling is going to have to take that into effect. But I don't think that we give up on some of those emerging technologies. And I've, I've seen a number of clients really getting smart about, you know, predicting future prospects behavior. So, you know, obviously there'll be an impact from pandemic, but I don't think I would give up on those strategies. I think that, you know, helping ensure business continuity is key. You know, obviously the first thing is about enablement of a fully remote workforce. You know, how do we make this easy, both for our teams and how to our, our clients, how are our clients making it easy, you know, making it accessible, making it safe, making it secure. I think that we have to think about new tools of collaboration we're going to be working in a kind of socially distanced world for a while. Even if you go back into the office in the short term, it's probably going to be a smaller group, A and B teams or A, B and C teams, partly for continuity reasons, partly for health reasons, partly for social distancing reasons. So we're not going to have all players in the office at the same time for some time. So how do we help both our teams and our clients collaborate more effectively? How do we use video more effectively and the backbone of video, the, 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 the communications platform? Are we bringing 5G to the floor? Are we leveraging the full power of 5G? I'm also intrigued with the realities of trying to balance work and life and the impact that's having on our customers. In other words, you know, schools are going to stay closed for probably through, definitely through this year or this calendar this academic year through the summer summer camps are going to be closed so in many states not necessarily all states so we're going to have an ongoing environment where you know you've got families trying to wrestle work and home demands so 
you know, how do we fire up more tools to enable people to engage, you know, automation, decision support, artificial intelligence? How do we help our customers ensure work-life balance of their workforce? And then the other one is, you know, the other one I was thinking of when you sent me this question was innovation. You know, how do we keep the innovation engine running? Because it really is the fuel of future growth. So, you know, have we built virtual sandboxes so that we can ensure that innovation is still happening in a distant, a distanced environment where people are not kind of rubbing shoulder to shoulder and really sort of trying to build on each other's ideas and drive innovation and, and accelerate innovation. We can't have that pipeline go cold. So we need to think about ways of enabling that innovation track to stay on track, even in a virtual world. Absolutely. I think those were some very interesting observations and uh, the entire conversation and your tips and insights were also very relevant in today's, given today's scenario. And Michael, do you have, before we wrap up for the day, do you have any additional tips you'd like to share with us? Maybe some tips on remote work, how you're possibly managing your team while working from home. Anything that can possibly like help our audience tie through this time, tie through their everyday struggles while, while they're working from home. Because as a lot of people have started saying, it's not about working from home but basically also going through this pandemic together and also helping each other through it so how do you manage your team do you want to just share a couple of tips and thoughts here before we wrap up for the day yeah and i love this question i mean the first thing i'd say is as leaders we have to think very carefully about our people you know it's one thing to enable a mobile workforce but you also have to be very empathetic to the the stresses and challenges that our people are dealing with not the least of which is the families in the home, but also it's the disconnection that they can feel in a remote environment, particularly if they're not used to it. So communication, over-communication, look to change things up, use video as much as possible. You know, we've established a rule where we want people's video screens on and we want them engaging while they're on video so that we're still establishing that, that human humanity in our dealings. So, you know, really think about your BCP, sorry, business continuity plan. As we start to open back up again, we have a responsibility to have very clear, very careful and very thought through criteria for reopening. I mean, let's recognize that people are scared. The data is showing it, that people are very anxious about reopening and going back to a lockdown environment. So, you know, we have to be careful and be very thoughtful in the criteria for that. I think we also have to think very carefully about our customers. You know, they're dealing with very dynamic and dramatic shifts in demand, shifts in marketing channel effectiveness. So from our perspective, how can we help them right now? What can we do? What experiences can we deliver? What best practice can we share from around the world? Um, and then I think ultimately, in a distant world, you're going to start seeing this move to a more low-touch models where physical engagement is going to be more difficult in the short term and maybe less dependent in the long term. So how do we think about evolving our engagement models through to, you know, the transaction? You know, how do we enable a self-service transaction in a, in a B2B, classic B2B model? How do we enable post-sale engagement in a virtual world? 
I think we have to really sit and look at our entire end-to-end customer model and think about them in a post-COVID world that still is going to be different than the world we had before. I think that the new normal is going to be quite different. It actually, I think it could be really, really amazing world, but I think it's going to require us to rethink how we engage with our people, priority one, and our customers, priority two. Absolutely. And those were some very great last minute observations and tips, Michael. And we appreciate you taking this time to share your thoughts with us in today's episode. I hope you have a great day ahead and uh, we'll have you back again sometime soon. Maybe we'll debate about the new normal and what it's like and what people should and shouldn't be doing to ensure productivity and ensure that they achieve their goals. So thank you again, Michael, for your time today. Uh, Thank you, Parima. And I look forward to our next discussion. Have a nice day. Thank you.